Greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We are again meeting today as we read the Word of God, listening to what the Lord is saying to us. I may introduce myself again as Tim goes to it. Today it's a continuation of our series. Actually, it's the last part of our series where we are looking at the foundation of Christianity, what it actually entails. We first look and th looked in the issue of sin. Why am I a person regarded as a sinner, actually even from birth? Where did it go wrong? That was our first part. And then our second part, we talked of atonement. What atonement is all about? What is it and what is actually happening? And then on the third part, we talked about salvation. What is salvation and what it entails? And today, we, we are looking into the final part, which is actually the walk with Christ, or you can call it the fellowship, and what we are in Christ. Actually, this is important because it gives you the assurance of your salvation. Today, we'll read the Bible from the book of Luke chapter 19, verse 10. Luke chapter 19, verse 10. The Bible says, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. The Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Now, I've got about five points that are very important that we'll look into today. Actually, what happens when you accept Jesus Christ? Because last week or in the previous uh, session, we were talking about salvation. Now you have been saved. What happens? I'll start just a little bit at the back. What happens when you bring, give your life to Jesus Christ? I'll start in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. The Bible says where Jesus is saying, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. That's Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Now, we have to understand that Jesus Christ is just saying, Come to me. Accept me as the Lord and Savior, which is your salvation. For I know that all of you who don't have Christ in their life are heavy laden. You are weary. Now, when we're talking of someone who is weary, you are referring to someone who's actually worried and someone who's actually has been toiling the whole time, is tired. Who is tired, he has been carrying something that is heavy or it can be something he was working very hard that day. But this person is weary, is tired, is weary, is, is, is kind of not in a good condition. So we, Jesus knows that people are weary because they are carrying the burden of sin. We are carrying the burden of sin without Christ. So he says, come to me, all of you who are weary, all of you who are exhausted, who are tired, who are carrying this burden of sin. The burden is of that of sin. I want to give you an example of how, what actually Jesus Christ meant. You know, when you do something that is wrong and you are guilty of whatever you have done, that thing brings some load into your soul or to your spirit. Although you cannot see that or you cannot see the big Lord, but you feel that there's something that is wrong that I've done. And actually, if you have wronged someone, you feel, you feel that what I did to so and so is wrong. It is only when the person says, if you seek forgiveness and the person says, I forgive you, where you actually feel like, now I'm light and I'm okay. 
That's what happens because you were heavy laden. So God knows or Jesus knows that we are heavy laden if we don't have Christ. The sin that is in us and the sins that we commit each and every day, they make us feel exhausted and we become weary. Now, because we know now the verdict, our spirit knows that the wrath of God is on us if we don't have him as our Lord and Savior. And the verdict, the verdict is eternal uh, judgment or eternal death, which is hell. So we are so weary of the sins that we carry as people. We are so guilty of whatever we have done. So Jesus Christ says, those who are weary, who are guilty and are carrying the burden of guilt, please just come to me and I will give you rest. So when you come to God, when you come to Jesus Christ, you accept him through through salvation and you have faith in him, you accept him as your Lord and Savior, you become saved and the Lord that is on you is removed. That's the first thing that God does when he comes into, when you accept the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ removes the burden. And then he says, I will give you rest. You become, you get to rest. Your spirit is relieved of the guilt. Now, how do you get to the salvation? As we said in Romans 10 verse 9, it says, If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. All the things we are talking about are things that are not seen with our physical eyes. You cannot see the, the, the Lord of, of guilt or the sin, but you feel it in your spirit because man is spirit. So it is only Jesus Christ who can remove the guilt. I want to talk a little bit about us as the Africans. I know that some of you are saying this gentleman is just talking because he's not aware of us as Africans. We know that Africans, we, I'm an African, we know that we have always uh, had a desire to have a relationship with God. And most of the times we feel guilty sometimes of whatever you, do, you did, and it depends on what uh, sphere of what country you're coming from. Some of them, they believe in uh, worshipping maybe a mountain or whatever, but in my culture where you are, people believe in ancestors. So they tend to relate, to relate with them and they think they, the ancestors will make peace with the gods. Now, that is the right theory in terms of believing in the divine God. But the wrong thing is that you are not doing it through the Lord Jesus Christ. For God says, for Jesus says in uh, John 14 verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So it is only Jesus Christ, not ancestors, that you have to engage to have a relationship with God. But what is important from the African context, I just wanted to bring out that Africans do have an understanding that you need a mediator who will talk to the God on the other side who is divine because you cannot talk to God as directly as you can. Where I am is a kingdom. We have a king, King Muswat. I cannot just go to Eluzizini and say, I'm here to see the king. I want to talk to him. Actually, they will laugh at me because you cannot do that. But you need a mediator, someone who will talk for you and prepare a way for you that you, someone is coming, Dubai is coming and seek audience with you. And this is what he's going to say. 
That person is a mediator. So we have our Lord Jesus Christ who is the mediator. He is the way. It is only through him that we can get to God. And then we do all this through faith. And then we have peace and we get rest with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if we get to Revelation chapter 3, verse 2, 20, I'm sorry. The Bible says, I am here, that is Jesus Christ speaking. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with, and they with me. This is by faith. Jesus Christ is knocking as I'm speaking. If you haven't accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, he wants to get into your heart. Now, if you do what we read in Romans chapter 10, which is accepting the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, he says, he will come in you and eat with you. There are things I want us to note about eating. You see, when you eat food together with someone, it can be on the same uh, dish, or if it's, a di it's different plates, the, 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 the fact is that it has been cooked in one pot. So basically, you are eating one food. But if you are eating together, you are sharing whatever you are sharing. There is fellowship in that. So Jesus Christ says, I will come in and eat with him. In other words, you are eating the same food. The same things that, Jesus, that God has prepared for his own in heaven for the Lord Jesus Christ. You are sharing those things with the Lord Jesus Christ. There are many things that you share. The first things that you share is the joy of the Lord. You are sharing the, the joy of the Lord. You are sharing all the goodies of heaven. You are sharing with Jesus Christ eternity. So if he eats with you, you are having a have you are dining in a heavenly mean, meal with the Lord Jesus Christ. This also just links a little bit to the issue of the Lord's, the Lord's Supper. If you look at the Lord's Supper, it has to do with fellowship. Umtimbawa Christ, where you're actually eating the body of Christ. It's not necessarily a, a body as in, in the flesh, but the Bible talks about this is my flesh. You are fellowshipping with the Lord. You are enjoying the heavenly benefits. You are also sharing the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes into you in your life because Jesus Christ is there. Now, Jesus Christ says, you will dine with me and I will dine with you. He doesn't force his way into you. He knocks at the door. You have to make a decision and allow him into your heart. And when he gets into your heart and he dines with you, you are sharing all the goodies of heaven. As I just talked about uh, uh, the, the Lord's Supper, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 21. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of the demons. You cannot have a part in both the Lord's table and the demon's table. You have to be in the Lord's table. You should understand that. You should be in the Lord's table. You cannot be in the devil's ta uh, table and the Lord's table. That's the challenge that we have with people today. They want to combine the two. It is clear you cannot combine the two. You have to have one table Dine in the Lord's table where he is. The other thing that happens, we become the children of God. We are called the children of God. 
we get to be called the children of God. In John in chapter 1, verse 12 to 13 says, Yet to all who did receive him, those who did receive the Lord Jesus Christ, who accepted him as Lord and Savior, or who were saved, to those he, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. Children born not of uh, natural descent, nor of human decision or a human's will, but born of God. Where I want to dwell in is that you become the children of God. Now, children have a lot of benefits. Children enjoy a lot of things. They live in a home that the father and the mother have provided. They eat food that is provided. They actually live a nice life, an interesting life. They actually even go to school if they go to school. They don't even pay uh, the school fees. Their parents pay for them. Now, if we are the children of God, we enjoy all those heavenly benefits. God gives us the benefits that comes with him as our father. I will later talk about friendship, which is my next point. But I just want to talk about us being the children of God, enjoying the benefits of having our God as our father, calling him father. There is nothing that is so important, that is so fulfilling like having a father. It's one of the most important experience, uh, joyful, I'm sorry, joyful experience to know that I have a father. Whenever there's a problem, you call the father. I remember as young boys, we always thought our fathers would fight everyone. If you just kick me at school, I'll say, I'll tell my father because he will sort you. So there is that joy in having a father and you are a child guided by the father. The other thing appears in Romans 8 verse 17 where we become heirs of the kingdom. We become the heirs of the heavenly kingdoms. We belong to the kingdom of God. When you are an heir, you have a portion and a right to whatever asset your parents have. So immediately accept the Lord Jesus Christ, you become an heavenly, a heavenly heir. Some people say you are a heavenly beneficiary entitled to the benefits of Jesus Christ or that occurred when he died on the cross and you have a room in heaven. As Jesus Christ says, I go to pray, prepare a room for you in heaven. The other thing that happens when you accept the Lord Jesus Christ is that you become a friend of God. John chapter 15 verse 15 says, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from the Father, I have made known to you. So a friend is generally defined as a companion, an associate, or someone who is close to you. There is affection between the two people. Now, a true friend it's just a call away. You might not stand, stay together, but a friend you can easily call and you can get to know him. He's always available for you when there's a need. When you need something, you call a friend and the friend will be there. So Jesus Christ says he has called us friends. Actually, in true friendship, unfortunately, these days there are few friends because people are not trustworthy. But true friends, there's nothing you hide from your friend. A friend, you tell actually everything. You tell him your joys, 
This is what is going to happen. I'm planning this. And you also tell him the sorrows. This is what is actually killing me. This is what is happening in me. But you have the fellowship. You talk and do everything. So if you become a child of God and you are saved, you become a friend of God. The first thing Jesus Christ has declared that he has told us everything that the Father told him. That makes him to say we are friends. Now we have to take the responsibility because he is trustworthy to tell him everything. Tell him all our joys. Tell him all our sorrows. He also says in the book of Peter, Take, uh, cast your burdens onto him and he, for he cares for them. That's the God. If you cast something to someone, you just throw it. He just says, throw it to me and I will deal with it. So we have become the friends of the Lord Jesus Christ, the friends with the king. We have the right to tell Jesus Christ, Father, you know, I'm stressed. Uh, because uh, praying is not necessarily to kneel down all the time. You can actually even talk to God in your spirit as you walk, as you thrive. You know, God, I'm tired. Uh, can you please help me just uh, refresh my body? This thing that someone, someone said to me is actually stressing me. You have a friend who is closer than a brother. We become friends with the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to exhort you to have a personal relationship with God because now he's a friend. You have the fellowship. That's the thing that God wanted when he reconciled men. He wanted to restore the original fellowship he had with men when he died on, uh, sorry, when he sinned in the Garden of Eden. God wants to restore that relationship. So there is that fellowship that we have with the Father. We tell him everything and he tells us everything. You ask, how does he tell you? He, tell us, he tells us through the word as we read the Bible. He also tells us through his Holy Spirit, that this is what I want you to do. This is what I want to do. This is what God says. We have a friend who is the Lord Jesus Christ. What a blessing. Who, who can just not, who, who can refuse such a benefit to have a friend with God, the one who has everything, who has all the power. You know, people always try to associate with the, with the, the powerful people. If it's a, key, it's a president, they always, wants, uh, they always want to associate with the, the president. It's people, the person who is wealthy, they want to associate. And sometimes the wealthy people or the, the, the kings or the presidents, they don't even care about that person. Whatever you bring as a gift, they don't even care about whatever you do. But we are lucky that we have our Lord Jesus Christ who, say, who says, let's bring our cares to him. He actually even recognizes what to bring to him as gifts. He recognizes our offering. He recognizes our worship. He recognizes all that we do in, in, in terms of having a relationship with him. And he, he blesses us. That's the word that we use in the Christendom. He just blesses us. We have a relationship with the all-powerful God. It's best that you accept the Lord Jesus Christ. My fourth, my fourth point is on abundance. John 10.10 10 says, The thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Some version says, You have the life in abundance. This is not just life, but it is in fullness. Now, 
when is the life in full? That is the life that is guiltless. That is the life that is full of joy. This is the life that has the warmth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Where you feel his presence in, his life, in your life. You feel his guidance. You feel that God is really with me. That is life in abundance. You haven't actually even reached the external or the eternity, the eternal life, eternity. You haven't even died. You are still on this earth. You enjoy the life in full. There is nothing as fulfilling like walking a life without guilt. So that happens if and only if you have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, as we conclude today, in a, in, as the last part of our session. Do you have this relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you made the decision to accept the Lord Jesus Christ? He has said, if you are weary, actually, if you haven't accepted him, you have the guilt which is heavy. Just come to him. And when you get to him, he will give you rest. He wants to make you, he wants to maintain friendship with you and ensure that you are his friend. And he also wants you as his child, that you be called the child of God. There's nothing as joyful and as impressing and as fulfilling as being a child of the almighty God. You are restored to your original position. You can enjoy all this, including the abundant life, if and only if you make the decision to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior. As we come to the e end of the service, if you don't have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, I want to give you this opportunity to reconcile with the Lord God. I want you to close your eyes wherever you are. But remember, all that we are going to do in terms of prayer, it involves faith. So when God says, come unto me, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to physically walk to where God is. Maybe he's in the UK or he's in Australia. No. We just walk to him through faith by opening our heart. Actually, when we say you accept the Lord Jesus Christ, we are actually saying you are accepting the Bible. You are accepting what I've just talked about in the, in the issue of the whole redemption story. You are accepting and you are believing it is true. And you believe this is the only way that can reconcile me to God. And you say, Jesus Christ, I accept and I believe whatever I've read about the redemption story. Just come into me and be God. And then you will be saved. So when we say come close to him, we say believe this word and accept him. And say yes to the message. Be Lord in my life. Can we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you for the viewer. I pray as you make the decision to come to you that you talk to him. If you are deciding to accept the Lord Jesus Christ, say this prayer after me. Father God, come into my heart. I confess the sins I've done before you, sin and unseen. Be God in my life and guide me. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you believe what you said and you believe the word, you have been saved and you have eternal life. As we speak, you are now a friend of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
you have abundant life. The burden has been removed. You are no longer weary. You are no longer exhausted. You are no longer carrying anything heavy for God has saved you. Feel free to write to us and call us where we, where, on our numbers on the screen so you can get some help and assistance on accepting the Lord Jesus Christ. Actually, you can actually even go to a faith-based church when they, where they say, the, where they preach, I'm sorry, where they preach the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, the one who died and rose from the grave, from the dead, and you will be helped there in your Christian walk. If we don't meet, we will meet in heaven, and it will be a wonderful time. God bless you.